Thank you for listening to the Wealth Amplifier podcast. As a reminder, the goal of this podcast is to amplify a person, topic, or idea. On some episodes, members of the Amplius team will discuss a topic or idea. And on other episodes, we will invite an outside guest that has some particular insights or expertise. We really hope you enjoy the show. And like always with Amplius, if you have suggestions as to how we can make things better, please let us know. As a reminder, nothing on this episode should be taken as legal, tax, or investment advice. Tax, legal, and investment advice topics should be discussed one-on-one with the appropriate advisor. Thank you. Welcome to a very special episode of the Wealth Amplifier podcast. I feel like sitcoms in the 80s used to say that you don't want to miss this special episode. But the reason I'm calling it a special episode is this is our 10th episode. We have made it to double digits on our uh, podcast. Uh, I'm Matt Liebman. Joining me, uh, I won't say as always, but as often, uh, is uh, Aaron Marks. And also joining is Patrick Swift. Um, Pat, I see something on the board in the background there. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, so for this podcast today, just the three of us, no outside guests. And uh, as I mentioned at the outset, this is our 10th podcast. So we wanted to have a little bit of a brief conversation about the podcast, not to be too self-referential, uh, and uh, and see why we started this, uh, if it's meeting our needs, some feedback we've gotten from clients, and where we uh, want to take th- this thing going forward. So, uh, so Pat, why don't we start with you? What did you uh, first think when we said, uh, hey, we're going to do a podcast at the new firm? Uh, I mean, I love the idea. Um, and I, I remember pretty, pretty vividly, like we were sitting at the old office probably three to four months after we had launched the firm and just sitting around round table. And I don't know if I think the idea had already been incepted into our minds, but we were like trying to figure out what the podcast was going to be. And I think all of us had this sort of aha moment. We were like, well, we kind of have, we think at least maybe from a bias standpoint that we have good conversations and we're just sitting around talking about stuff, markets, uh, planning concepts, strategy, whatever. Uh, we were like, why don't we just make that a concept? And I think it's evolved from there. But I remember that. I remember just sitting in your office around a round table, literally, um, talking about what the podcast should be. And like Aaron, I think you mentioned like kind of like like a Seinfeld podcast, like a podcast about nothing. But that's what people are entertained by sometimes. So yeah, uh, I think I think when we first started, and, and we still do want to have the amplifying a topic. But I think from feedback we've gotten is uh, most people just like the kind of the casual back and forth and getting to know us better and what our opinions are on things. So, uh, yeah, it, it's uh, starting to evolve, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when, uh, uh, Aaron, when you and I went up to meet with uh, Dynasty Financial Partners, who uh, is the firm uh, that, as many of you know, helped us uh, and still helps us in our uh, journey to independence, uh, we were talking to their marketing team. And just to, to level set for, for the listeners, when you work as an employee at a big firm, which we did prior to two and a half years ago, the idea of having a podcast, like you might as well say that you're, uh, you know, you're, you're also going to like join the NBA. Like, it's just like, like we, we couldn't even put out like, you know, any of our own videos, everything. And I'm not blaming the old firm. It's just, you know, they have rules. They have whatever they had, 16,000 advisors around the country. So then we start our own firm and we, Dynasty is this whole marketing team. And like, you can put out whatever content you want. 
And I remember saying in that meeting, like, well, what about a podcast? And they said, why not? Uh, you know, and I think that was the first time uh, uh, it, it, it was mentioned. But the original idea, at least that I had, which we still have done sort of, but we wanted to kind of get our uh, legs under us here a little bit first, was to have a lot of guests on from our network because uh, we have these conversations with interesting people, be they clients or not. Uh, and and uh, thus far, I think we've only had three guests because we wanted to make sure we had some semblance of what we were doing. And uh, one of them was my dad. So I don't know if that even counts as a full guest. Uh, and then, uh, you know, and, and, and then uh, Megan Cross and uh, Megan Breeden, excuse me, and Jason Granite. But uh, but yeah, I do think uh, well, so let's talk about going forward. Uh, I think we're going to have a lot more guests going forward. We have a whole lineup of who we want, but uh, Pat, you want to tease any or give any sneak previews and thoughts on that? Sure. Um, and I guess by the count of this being the 10th episode, 30%, three out of the 10, not bad. Um, not fair. quite halfway, but 30% yeah, of number our Number one doesn't are, count because it's your first. And number 10 right. is the 10th editor. So really it's only eight. Right. We're reflecting now. So yeah, I think our ratio has been pretty good. Um, and not to not to take the other side too much, but two out of the three were related to me of the guests. So I don't know how that true. factors in. <laughs> but, uh, well, like you, said, like you said, we want to get our feet under us first. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, well, uh, so I uh, sure I'll tease some. I mean, we've uh, obviously hopefully gotten a little better at doing this. Um, across the board over the last year. Um, we have sort of uh, decided that, to Matt's point, there's a lot of interesting people we talk to that are both clients or uh, affiliate firms or professionals we speak with on behalf of clients. So we're likely going to um, add some folks, interview some folks that we hold in high regard that often advise our clients in uh, conjunction with us, whether it's on estate and legal matters, uh, tax planning matters, some folks that we interact with almost on a daily basis and some of our clients are interacting with too, um, because we think they have just excellent perspective and we think the podcast is a great medium to bring that information to everyone. So um, that's a couple teases. I, I think also, um... You know, we, we, we are all the guests thus far and the ones that we've got in mind are somehow related to our industry. But I think getting some outsiders, just interesting people, that'll be a, a neat addition as well, which we do uh, plan on doing. Yeah. Yeah. And for whatever, you're exactly right, Aaron. And, and that is something I think we will, we will when we move to the next 10, uh, we, we will start to introduce because, you know, part of our job is not just to talk to people in our industry, but to your point, we talk to a lot of interesting people in a lot of different areas of, of life, you know, popped into my head once, you know, I, I don't know if they would even be willing to discuss this, but like, bring on, we talk to a lot of doctors, bring on a surgeon and wonder what's really going through their mind when they're in there, you know, like, uh, <laughs> doing their thing. I, I, find, I feel like that is kind of interesting. Uh, not everybody's going to find every episode interesting, but we've gotten uh, some pretty good feedback. I, I think one of the general ideas behind uh, how we approach media and content and so on in the independent world is, can we reach our clients and prospective clients in new ways, like Pat mentioned earlier? And, I, and I'll, you know, I'll speak to our quarterly investment videos, which are a little different than this. I've had uh, several clients tell me that they're very helpful because now it makes the conversation when we actually speak a lot more efficient. We don't need to go through, oh, there's something going on in the world. What does Matt think about that? What does Amplius think about that? I already know because I watched your video and now we can talk about me, meaning me, the client, not me, uh, Matt. And so I kind of view this in the same light. If we can shed light, amplify a topic uh, that, that someone has been uh, thinking about in, in, in an efficient way, 
uh, I think that, uh, you know, th that is productive. And, uh, you know, it's also not a selfless endeavor. We have had people uh, very easily forward our podcast onto others, and that can lead to new business and so on. So it's not not entirely a selfless endeavor, but uh, hopefully the listeners are getting uh, as much out of it as we are. And just um, on that topic, you yeah. know, if you're going to pick a, a surgeon, a financial advisor, whatever to um, to work with, you, you want to make sure that uh, interests align just with the type of person they are. And I think you start to get insight into who we are, you know, on the back quarter of this podcast, when we talk about books and movies and, and the articles, just getting our perspective on life, you really work with people that are like yourself a lot of times. So now you can say, well, I, I, I don't like their opinion on their books and movies, so I'm going to go elsewhere. Or, you know what, I really connect. And I think my other friend will connect. So, uh, hey, why don't you listen and put you guys together? Yeah, well, I do think there's good uh, diversity here in, from the standpoint on on those topics. In that, uh, at least for a you know, I'd say what I don't know, seventy percent of our clients are between Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York. Uh, I, I would guess so. We we did include a Giants fan, Pat, on the uh, on the podcast, just so uh, all the non Eagles fans out there are still willing to work with us and so on. <laughs> That's the only reason I started working with you guys. So that all my clients in the New Jersey areas and New York areas. Or I'm sorry, in in the Philadelphia area, I should say, um, would be willing to work with me. So, and uh, <laughs> and anything else on the uh, on the podcast front, or should we move to our uh, our a couple of our evergreen features, including uh, Aaron reading some headlines for some reactions? Well, well, well Pat, you had some uh, statistics on the podcast. How about that? Yeah, sure. So, um, obviously, or. I shouldn't say obviously, but we're pretty sure most of our listeners uh, for, the, for the podcast to date have been our, our existing clients, um, which is to what Matt was saying. Part of part of our efforts here is is to provide some content that clients are able to access anytime. It's informative. It's helpful. It's evergreen in some cases. It applies to multiple situations. Um, but for the first time ever, we sent out a client survey. Um, so the same people who are listening to this hopefully filled that out. Um and we were just trying to figure out how much traction the podcast was actually getting. So we just asked pretty plainly, do you listen to the podcast? Do you not? Do you even know it exists? Uh, we had some pretty split um, responses. Luckily, the majority uh, do listen and are aware, um, obviously, of, that the podcast exists. But uh, about half either don't listen or have no idea that it exists. So um, with this being the episode of Reflections, I think internally what we're trying to do is like how, how do we make people more aware? How do we provide more content that's meeting people where they are and what they want to be hearing? Um, so I think this sort of 10th episode suss out is a, it's a good topic, but um, I don't know, Aaron, Matt, what are your guys thoughts on how we can boost the numbers from, you know, about half of our clients listen to the podcast actively today. And we want it to be closer to hundred percent if possible. Like what other stuff should we be thinking about talking about? Well, I think first things first, I think we were at the beginning, we weren't sure how long this was going to last. Uh, and I don't want to reflect now like we've done, done this for 50 years. We've done it for one year. But, uh, you know, we weren't exactly promoting this a lot. You know, we weren't amplifying it to use the term, but I think we can do a little bit of a better job of that. I think more guests on, you know, because they probably hear our voices uh, enough. Uh, I know one area we have upgraded is our, uh, our technology. Uh, we all have cameras and microphones. I remember the first... 
or second video we did pre-podcast post-launch a, a friend of mine who happens to be a client uh sent an email he said good content on your video uh i know you guys are new but can you all throw some money in a hat and buy a damn camera because uh, you look <laughs> ridiculous i was like okay fine thanks uh but uh uh so yes yeah, so we, we we stepped that up a little bit but uh, i don't know aaron if you have more thoughts on what we uh what we can do to uh amplify this more beyond just having more guests and more interesting topics It'll naturally evolve, but what you, what you hope is that we're at 20 and 30 and 40 and you look back at 1 to 10, you can say, man, you know, we've, we've come a long way in the technology, right? You've got some uh, new bells and whistles and features and cutaways and we can take clips out and post them on LinkedIn and Instagram for people to quickly digest. So I, th I think that'll be neat just to uh, evolve uh, the, you know, the professional nature of what we're doing. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, more, I think we, we hopefully are getting better too with our cadence and the way we're able to deliver messages in a context or a medium like this. Um, so I think it's, I think it's exciting. I think we are, we are uh, capitalizing and, and executing on some of the goals we laid out for it, which is like getting good information out to people, um, whether it's been through interviews or it's just us talking about specific topics. Like I guess think we'll just continue to get better at that. And if we're able to market it better and blast it out and amplify it um, even more than hopefully we get more traction for, for everybody. And, but I guess on that point, like, as we've said a million times, we're an open book. So reach out to us with like, Hey, we'd love to hear more current event topics. We'd love to hear more on what you think about, you know, broader planning capability, whatever the case is. Um, we're always open to changing strategy, changing course. Well, and I guess just to, to tease one more episode before we shift to uh, Aaron's uh, uh, headlines, Pat, we should tell him about what we are likely doing for episode 11. Yeah, oh, true. Um, episode 11. So, all right. So background on that is there's a big industry conference. I think it's only, is this the second one? Second year. Second annual. Yeah. Yep. Second so annual. Uh, the name of the conference is called Future Proof. Um, it's out in California. It's a... Uh, the second weekend of September this year, Matt and I will both be attending. Matt's going to be a featured speaker um, on a, at a couple events, which is really cool for us as a firm. Um, and we're going to plan to do a podcast on uh, on site there. And we may, depending on the sequence of things, try and get a couple of interviews with because there's going to be a variety of really interesting people, both in our industry and outside of our industry, attending the conference. Uh, so our hope is that we get some you know, some connections that are awesome and we can add to the podcast. And at the very least, Matt and I can provide some cool perspective on uh, the in and outs of, of the of the conference itself. But Matt, feel free to add to any of that. No, yeah, the the um, the, the conference, which actually they call a festival, not a conference, right, which uh, right. uh, there's food trucks, musical acts. Um, I think it's targeting, if I had to guess, uh, an age demographic a little closer to Pat's than mine. But as Pat mentioned, uh, uh, I am uh, Cheryl uh, Penny, who's the CEO of Dynasty, is hosting a panel and and asked me to to be on his panel with him. So uh, uh, I did not pass up the trip to Huntington Beach. Uh, so I, I will I will do that. But uh, yeah, it's it apparently got rave reviews last year, both in the industry and out and, and a lot of financial media there as well. So we'll uh, we'll see. But uh, we figured we would use this as an opportunity to do our first on location podcast. Yeah, it should be awesome. And look, just to set the table here too, as a firm, Matt, including you, we're a very young firm from an advisor average age standpoint. So I think we're right in the wheelhouse <laughs> of cool, cutting edge, trending uh, festivals. So um, 
don't sell yourself don't sell yourself short well, I will say my daughter wants to get me a, a new pair of uh, stylish sneakers. And she actually said to me last night, you have to wear them to the office and show Pat. Nice. Uh, so- <laughs> nice. nice. Come on. I love that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, Aaron. She, uh, I agree. She's I think Pat is the stylish one. I don't know. She's our chief fashion officer. I'm not offended. <laughs> Let her know that. Yeah. <laughs> so so should we get to the, uh, the still yet to be? There's a goal. In the next 10 episodes, we need, we need a name for our next segment on the news articles. Yeah. Yeah, true. So I right, want to uh, want to jump into it. Sure, Aaron's amplifications. Let's go. There you go. So I've got, I've got three. Two are finance related. Just interested in getting your perspective. The third is not. And here is where you really get into the insight. So what kind of person and people that we are? So I'll tease that and I'll leave it for the third. So first, uh, Michael Burry of the Big Short. Mm. Big short fame just bet $1.6 billion on a stock market crash. What do you think about that? How many times has he done that since 08 and been wrong? That's what I love to know. Yeah, I mean, it's we, we've talked about this, uh, I, I think, uh, maybe on the behavioral finance episode or one of them. But the general idea of what Pat just said, that... Once you're bearish once and right in a loud way, which Michael Berry was, I mean, he he crushed the financial crisis and made a fortune there. There's sometimes and I'm not saying he's doing this. I don't know the guy. I, I actually other than reading the big short, I don't I don't really know much about him. Um, but there tends to be a, a tendency of uh, of those people to to sort of try to recreate the big call again. And he could be right. There are there are some risks out there right now. Valuations are a bit stretched. Interest rates are are higher, and so on. Uh, and I haven't read his whole his whole thesis, but uh, but you're right. It does seem like uh, uh, these people get reputations as sort of uh, perma bears, uh, which I don't even know if that's fair to him. But uh, but yeah, he, I, I imagine this is not his first uh, negative call since uh, the the 08 crisis. Yeah, and he's uh, I have I I have a lot of respect for him. I think the the book itself did a great job portraying him and his personality. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I was just doing a quick search while we were, while you brought it up, Aaron, he was talking about recession predictions in January earlier this year. Look, we're only eight months past that. So sure. We could still have a recession, but I just think, yeah, anytime. Yeah. Just reiterating Matt's point. Anytime a person who really has a loud call that went right for them, the media gives them a ton of attention. Anytime they like, fart, excuse my French. And, uh, you know, it just becomes like this big thing that we're all supposed to pay attention to. So all respect to Michael Burry, but, um, I guess I don't really care about his current opinion. (laughs) Well well said guys. All right. I'm the number two. So the fact that this has to do with a golf company is irrelevant. And for those of you who know, I, I I like to golf. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see all the golf balls, uh, behind me, but, um, Okay, so I've not heard of this company, so maybe I'm not that big of a golfer, but the maker of a $400 golf putter, uh, they just IPO'd, um, and this, is the se- this article was on the second day of being public, so it says, maker of $400 golf putter tumbles after surging 624% in the stock's debut, and the tumble was 85%. So IPO'd around four four dollars a share, up six hundred and twenty four percent. 
down 85 percent wait so what so i don't have to do the quick math where is it priced right now well, i didn't tell you speaking? there's an additional 15 percent drop nope 20 percent drop now since the beginning of the ipo so it is now below the ipo price so it is below the ipo price got it yeah so uh <laughs> there's that when did it go public here three days ago today so up ago. 624 624 percent wow. down 85 down 20. <laughs> wow you know, I think with IPOs, it's interesting, and and there's it's not something as any of the listeners know. Uh, I'm not a big individual stock guy, and the IPO world is sort of the height of the individual stock. You know, because you're buying a stock with really no publicly available information of of, of no, or at least no research reports generally until they, uh, you know, until they're until they're out there for a little bit. Um, but I think sometimes what's lost on people on the IPO, because I think it started probably a lot towards the 90s where you had all these hot tech IPOs that people wanted in on, is that the people, in, in effect, when, the, when someone is going public, they are selling a piece of their business. So you're essentially saying, I'm going to buy from the people that know more about the company than I do. Now, there can be there have been great like a lot of the greatest companies in the world. They all had to IPO at some point. And so it's not like I'm saying that no IPO could ever be great because there have been many that have been fantastic for both the company and the shareholder. But I always have a little bit of trepidation around that point of, wait a second, the people that know the most about this are selling. Why am I buying? That's a good point. <laughs> we already referenced um, what pops into my mind is we already referenced the big short in the last uh article, but now it's sort of Wolf, Wolf of Wall Street side, like, look, I'm not implying any, uh, any wrongdoings here. But how did it get so high and drop so fast? Like, who, who was pushing this? And what happened? And um, got to be some story there behind the scenes. Yeah, well, I think, like, on Matt's point, not to speculate on that specifically, but if any of you guys do feel free. But <clears throat> with an IPO, it, it gets it's easy to forget if you're a retail investor, or someone who's you know, not working for an investment bank and understands the process. Like, it's, a, it's easy to forget. This is a they're trying to sell something to you, which is exactly what the IPO is. So they're trying to raise capital for themselves at the highest possible price. The owners of the the existing owners of the company that is, and sell something to you. Um, so to see this with like a golf company, knowing having no knowledge of their balance sheet and sales performance and all that kind of stuff, it seems like the timing's right. Like. Golf has taken off in a huge way since COVID. It's the middle of the summertime. Like if you're going to launch a golf company in the public markets, like now is probably the time to do it, which is again, they're, they're trying to sell you something. So they have a whole bunch of volatility surrounding the IPO. It makes, um, I guess, procedural sense to me, if that makes sense, just on a high level. But I can't speak to <laughs> obviously the mechanics of what might, may have gone on. And did you say the IPO, like the initial IPO price was $4 a share? Um, to um, somewhere that, yeah, that, um, reading the, the article here, that eliminated most of Tuesday's rally that pushed the stock up 624% from the $4 initial offering price. That's such an oddly low, uh, target price for an IPO. I feel like, you know, like, I, I mean, it used to be that institutions couldn't even buy things below $5. I don't know if that's still, you know, often the case. Anyway, interesting. I, I'd not even heard of it. All right, insight into your soul now. And I've sort of been debating on what I think your your guys' opinions will be here. But as we said to the, the listeners, you're going to get to know that the people the people that you uh, work with and listen to. So from the Wall Street Journal, 
Um, is reclining your airplane seat upright behavior or downright rude etiquette around tipping back as flyers on edge and in quote you're not the chair lean back police end quote so on an airplane do you put your seat back or not and what do you think about the person in front of you putting their seat back go ahead pat <laughs> um I think like a lot of things where I'd like to hope I have a nuanced opinion on this as well. Um, when someone in front of me leans their chair back, I think there's an, there's an immediate like, Oh, like what a jerk. Um, like feeling I get like defensive, but that washes over very quickly because I, I am at the end of the day, a believer in the chair um, pushback um, on an airplane. I, I usually do it. I, I in fact, um, I try to be courteous in general in public situations. So I always like test the waters with it a little bit. You only, <laughs> it's funny because like when you push it back and go back like a total of what, like, like two inches, it feels like maybe at most. So I might go back like one inch and just like see if there's any like murmuring behind me of like hatred. Um, and then maybe like a half hour later, I'll go the full, full length. And you're, I'm always surprised at how short it goes, which makes me come back to where like I'm fully just, a believer in doing it. Cause like it, it barely goes back. Um, so if the airplane's allowing it, there's a reason why they only give you like two inches to work with. Cause that is, I guess in theory supposed to allow comfort still, uh, for all parties. So, you know, I don't know. I'm cool. Matt, are you, a, are you, a, are you a lean I, backer? I, I am not a recliner. I, I'm not a wonderful flyer to begin with. But they've made the seats so close together. I almost don't even see the point uh, to, to reclining now. I almost and then when someone reclines into me, I, I feel like I, I get a very like sarcastic self conversation. Like it's almost like someone like accelerating and passing you on the road just to like slam on the brakes at a red light. It's like congratulations, you got there a second before me. Like and so it's like congratulations, you got your extra inch of, of leg room. Like none of us have any leg room here. We're like so. What's the point? But. Right. Uh, uh, but I, I myself am not a recliner. So, so I, I'm more like Pat. I, you know, if you just sort of like shuffle and move a little bit in your chair, it moves. So I try to think that, like, can I disguise to lean back? So you like you dance around in your chair? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I move around a little bit and I put it back like, wow. And then you like, just got, you just got, you just guys, you're reclining. Yeah. Yeah. Cause wow. I don't want the person behind me to be, <laughs> a little I don't want them to even know. That's, <laughs> so I just might be genius. Back. Might be the best possible yeah. move actually. Yeah, I might try that. Um, you're um, there's you're a maintaining your courteous behavior, but like you're subtly getting yeah. what you want. Yeah. You know, I don't want to <laughs> offend them, but I still want to be comfortable. It just makes me think, of, I forget what comedian it was, but you know, if you're ever sitting there and all of a sudden you fly back, it's because the person behind you is standing up and they grab your chair. So like, <laughs> <laughs> you ever feel that one? And you're like, yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. think I've seen that. <laughs> Fling back I forward. I've got definitely stronger feelings on that. I try never to grab somebody's chair, even if I'm losing balance. I'll look for the the like, cupboards or whatever. But people like grab my chair. I hope that they're like unable to walk or something because it's obnoxious. I don't think people realize that it, it, they're yeah. just complete flimsy. That's what's insane. So then, so that's that's a real insight into somebody's soul because like, where's your self awareness there? Like, if you're just ripping down the aisle 
grabbing people's chairs that you might be a psychopath. Well, they're, they're the per- people that just, uh, as soon as you can recline, they hit that button and jam it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, that's they're, true. They're grabbers as well. They're probably the same people that stand up as soon as they are playing. Oh, that's a whole other to topic. Yeah. Oh, don't get me started on those yeah, people. Yeah, that's yeah, a whole other topic. for my claustrophobia. Like. I do not like that. You <laughs> sit in that. your seat and, you, and yeah. you don't get up until I get up. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, All right, well, those are my three uh, three articles for today. All right. All right. So uh, as our uh, closing uh, segment, we always just wanted to share whether it's a article, TV show, book, movie, something that we are watching, reading, whatever uh, that we think may be of, uh, may be of some interest. So uh, uh, Aaron, you want to start there? Yeah, yeah, probably most of you can guess that some of the TV shows we like from previous conversations, but uh, Billions is back uh, for those of you who are watchers of it. I don't know what season it is, but just watch the first episode. It only comes out once a week, so I have to suffer through waiting the entire week for the next next episode. But um, without any spoilers, it's a little contrived. Like You sort of see a lot of things coming at this point, but uh, good to see it back. And uh, And Axe is back now, right? I haven't watched back. Axe is back. All right. All right. Maybe I, I've, I've been gone for a couple of seasons. Maybe I'll come back. Pat, uh, what do you got? I'm on the same boat as you on Billions. I'm a couple of seasons behind, but plan to get up at some point. Um, so I, I mentioned this to Aaron uh, on the golf course on Monday. We were doing a charity golf event for a client, which was excellent. Uh, shout out to the client who invited us. Um, what We Do in the Shadows, it's a comedy on Hulu. It's like 20, 30-minute episodes. If you're a fan of, which I'm usually not in terms of like priority, not that I don't like them, but uh, if you're a fan of just like funny, mindless TV shows, which um, a lot of people are, this is right up your alley. It's about a bunch of vampires living in modern day Staten Island. um, And it just follows their ridiculous vampire lives. And it's (laughs) it's hilarious. Every It's kind of, it's a little bit like The Office because they they have like a camera crew following them around in like a fictional, but real life way. And they acknowledge the cameras and stuff. Um, so if you're a fan of the office or any kind of mindless, funny show like that, you'll love it. It's hilarious. I've been binging it pretty much every night. Wow. I, I mean, mindless comedy is uh, right up my alley. So I, I love to check it out. Yeah. Um, I'll go with a book because it's summer and in theory, uh, it it usually takes me a full three months to read a book uh, by the time I actually focus and do it. But um, uh, in our sort of in our world, behavioral finance and so on, uh, there's a very uh, well-known thinker, reader, writer, uh, Morgan Housel, who wrote the uh, 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 he's written a number of books, but his main uh, one, his biggest one, as far as I know, is The Psychology of Money, which, which was an excellent book. And actually, my soon to be 15 year old son read it when he was like 12 or 13 and thought it was great. Um, so I got uh, his another book he wrote. I think it's something called like Little Rules About Big Things. But it's basically a bunch of short essays. Uh, and I just think he's a really... Uh, uh, interesting thinker. I mean, it, it's a, it, sometimes it's a bizarre thing to like read someone who's like almost job is to be a thinker. It feels like, you know, that's not a very pragmatic thing, but he happens to nail it. And I, I, I find his opinions and perspectives on things interesting. So I've been, and it works for me because I can read like one or two at a time and then go do something else. Uh, so, uh, so that's what I've been reading recently. I, I just saw uh, this morning on an Instagram, Facebook, a quote from Morgan House. And I wonder if it was from this book. Um, yeah, it could be. He also has another new book out now that I'm not even up to yet. But uh, and yeah. 
He's going to be at our our uh, festival ne- uh, next month, right, Pat? That's- I think he's one of the guests. Yeah, I was about to say that he's uh he's definitely highlighted on my agenda. Um, that'd be cool. Maybe maybe we're I would imagine he probably has a lot of media attention, but maybe if we're really cool, we like rub elbows with him at happy hour and be like, hey Morgan, like we got this cool podcast, get him on. That'd be <laughs> that'd be, be something. That that's a goal. If we can pull off getting Morgan House on the podcast, that would be uh that that would be something. Um, all right, so then everyone, all of our guests and everyone who's listening can hold us accountable for. If the next five episodes don't include Morgan Housel, you know that Matt and I are bad cocktail uh, minglers and we're not any good at getting people to come on the podcast. I can already share that I'm pretty lousy at that. So you <laughs> might have to uh, pull this off for us. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm not great either, but we'll see. Maybe the universe will align. Uh, all right. So we're going to wrap up this episode again. Uh, thanks for uh, tuning in to as many as you have uh, t- to this point. And uh, next episode will be in September uh, on location in California. Thanks, everybody. All right. See you guys.